Welcome to the Sikha this week, Project Lukot Sikhes. We're going to be learning Sikha Beis of Parshas Teldes in Chelik Yud on page 80. The Parsha Seino, Mesuper, Shekaidim Shenizbarach Yaakov Avinu Bebirchas Yitn Lachaha Lekim Vegaimer. So in this week's Parsha, it speaks about the Brachas that Yitzchak gives Yaakov. And before he begins the Brachas of Yitn Lachaha Lekim, there's an introduction. Oma Yitzchak Avinu. So Yitzchak says as an, as an introduction, See the aroma of my son is like the aroma of a field that Hashem has blessed him. So the Sifri says about this introduction, So we find there regarding Yitzchak, He saw, when he looked at Yaakov, he saw the Beis HaMikdash, Bonoi, he saw it built. Veroi say chariv, he saw it destroyed. And veroi say bonoi meshuchla lasad lavai, and he saw it being rebuilt beautifully lasad lavai. How do you see this? Rei reach bni the aroma of my son harei bonoi. That's the besamikdash built. Reach koi ala karbonis. The reach refers to the karbonis shen yonam reach nichoyach. The karbonis are described as a reach nichoyach shekribe bebesamikdash. It also could be interpreted as meaning that's built. When it says the aroma of a field, the field represents the Bissamikdash when it's destroyed. The place that the Bissamikdash stood after its destruction will be like a field which is uh, plowed. Then it says, This is when the Bissamikdash will be rebuilt So now, this is the introduction to the bracha that Yitzchak is benching Yaakov. So the question is, How can we say that these three things here are the introduction to the bracha of benching Yaakov? One of the things he saw is the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. The sins of the Yidin that caused the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. So how could it be that even the destruction, which is the opposite of good, the opposite of a bracha, should be the introduction to the bracha, the introduction to the bracha that Yitzchak will bench Yaakov here? Another detail here that needs to be understood. Why is the situation of the Besamikdash when it's destroyed hinted in a field? The place where you find that the destruction is compared to a field is in this Pasik that it says that Tzion will be like a field that's plowed. But L'chayre is not any description about the Chorban itself. And so the Rebbe explains, The fact that Reach B'ni hints to the way Beis HaMikdash is standing, move on, that's understood. As we said, that Beis HaMikdash is all for the Karbonis, which are Reach, the aroma of the Karbonis. Karbonis the fact that the bracha of the Eibishter 
there's a hint to the rebuilding of the base of Miklash Lasid Lavai Harei Binyane Vishlula Shall Base of Miklash Lasid. Zao Tahlis Burkhasa Shalakadash Baruch, that's the ultimate brach of the Abishta when the Basam Miklash will be rebuilt. Avuzeh Shabisa Miklash Bukhubana Mirubis Basada. The fact that the Basam Miklash, when it's destroyed, is hinted in the Lashan of Asada, a field, and a movement. It's not understood. What's the connection of the Basam Miklash being destroyed to a field? Yes, there is a Pasik Taka that it's Miramas, it says Tsi and Sada Techrash, but just taking the word Sada. Why is the Bismiklash when it's destroyed hinted in the word Sada? Even if there is some connection to Sada, what difference does it make over here in how it's destroyed, what happens to the place when it's destroyed, that it becomes like a plowed field? Why is that detail matter over here? Another detail to this question is Sada the fact that the place where the Vesamikdash stood turns into a Sada, that's something that happens at a later stage. It has nothing to do with the actual destruction of the Vesamikdash itself. Sada just describes the situation that follows later on. So why so why does the Pasuk over here say, Why is this Sada Techrash what's being used over here to describe the time when the Vesamikdash is destroyed? That's a later thing. Yuvan Kozes, so to understand the pshat of this introduction to the bracha here, the building of the Beis HaMikdash, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, it's all part of the introduction of the bracha. So this could be understood by Hector Mashamra Razal, Hobe Bepirish Rashi, Ela Posik. after the Sagdome, the bracha, Ashebercha Hashem. So the Posik says, V'yitn l'choho l'kim gaimer. And the Yevisha should give, and Yitzchak goes on to bench Yaakov. Rashi says, Madrash Rashi says, Yitn Yitn. The Pshat of Yitn is the Abishta gives and he gives again. In other words, Rashi is addressing why it says Vyitin with an added vav. So the Rebbe asks, what does this mean that the Brachi here is that the Abishta will give and give again? What is lacking in the first Time the Abishta gives that the Pasik is saying here that the Abishta will give again. If it's something that a human being is giving, even when a person gives a large gift, but it's limited. The giver is limited. So to complete and to add, so you give once, you give again, you, give, you can give more than once. Which is not the case over here. If the giver is the Yebishter, So if the Yebishter is giving, it's an expression of the Yebishter's kindness, and it's unlimited, just like the Yebishter himself is unlimited. What does this mean that there's a double giving? Once, at another time. Philem Tim Tsaloima, now even if you can argue and say, Gamba Bracha de la Maila Hagbalem, that even in a Bracha the Debishta gives, it's possible that there's a limitation. So therefore the Abishta adds and says that he'll give once and he gives again. So the Rebbe says, No, Zayitachin, it's only possible to say that the Abishta's giving is with a limitation. If there's a very specific Bracha, that's being given to an individual. 
For example, when Yaakov or Moshe Rabbeinu benched the Shvatim, Moshe Rabbeinu Yaakov benches the Shvatim individually according to their bracha, according to their shayrish that uh, they can receive in this bracha. The mitzad hagdarasa kebracha pratis, since it's limited as a individual bracha limizbarchem pratim to specific individuals that are being benched, makim lohaisif oydin yana bebracha atzma. So there could always be added more details to the bracha oyletzarach baoyd mizbarchem. Or if now one individual is being benched, you can add more people to include more people in the bracha. So this could be true even by the Eibishter. If he's benching one individual with a specific bracha, so then if he's benching again, it's because you're adding more details to the bracha or including more people in the bracha. But that doesn't apply here. The one that's being benched here is Yaakov. When Yaakov is being benched, it's not Yaakov being benched as an individual. He's being benched for all the Klal Yisrael. He's including all the Neshamas that will follow. The expression the Gemara says that the beauty of Yaakov was like the beauty of Adam Arishan. Just like Adam Arishan is the first of all human beings and he includes all the Neshamas that follow, the same is with Yaakov Avinu that he's the forefather and he represents all the Neshamas, all his descendants that come from him. So this is not a bracha to an individual. You look at the content of the bracha itself, it's not a bracha about one specific detail. It's a bracha that includes everything in all of Seder Shalshlus. The language that's used in the bracha. And the Rebbe spells out, The dew of heaven. From heavens, the bracha is not just coming from the heavens. It's coming from the tal, from the dew of heavens. It's explained in other places the advantage that there is in dew over rain. Rain is produced from the clouds that come from below. Dew has its source from above, from a very high place. And the and the bracha encompasses from the highest to the lowest, to the fats of the land. The best in the land. So this is an all-encompassing bracha, without any limitations. To Yaakov Avinu, which includes all the neshamas that descend from him. So what does it mean that the Ebeshe gives a double bracha? What's this double bracha here? Another detail that needs to be understood here is that the source of the bracha comes from the name Elikim. The name Avai represents the Ebeshe's mercy. And not the name of Elikim, which represents David's judgment, Simpson, or concealment. So why is the name Elikim the name used in this bracha? So there's something unique here about this bracha that we see both with the introduction. That in the introduction, not only are we speaking about the Beis HaMikdash, but we also include the Chorban. And then when we look at the bracha itself, there's a double bracha, Yitin V'yachse V'yitin. And the source of the bracha comes from Shem Elikim. So what is the unique nature of this bracha that we see expressed in the three things that the Rebbe pointed out here? So to understand all of this, the Rebbe begins as follows. With the following analogy of the way a teacher teaches a student. There are two different ways to what extent the teacher reaches his student and to what extent he affects and uh, 
uh, enlightens the student. Aleph, number one is, Sha Talmud Urak Makabal Sechalarav. The Talmud is a recipient. He receives the ideas that his Rav teaches him. Even if we're talking about an excellent student, he receives and fully understands what his teacher is teaching him. The ideas that he's learning becomes absorbed in him, it becomes one with him. It almost becomes like his own opinion. Whatever brings here in the Ha'ara, it becomes now that he learns it and understands it fully and comprehends it. But the call there, however, here, this is a student that He can't, however, use this teaching of his teacher to innovate and be creative on his own. He's an excellent makabal. He's a recipient and he absorbs fully and fully understands and becomes unified with the idea. But to be mechadish on his own, to take from this a method to be able to create on his own new ideas, that's not this student. Beis, but then there's another student, Shah Talmud, Mikabul, as Kol Seichel Arav, Uboifen Naila Kol Kach, the Talmud is receiving the ideas of his teacher to such an extent, Achapel Gama Yechoyles, Lahoysef, Lachadish Bezeh, Bekoyachatzmoy. He sees in the ideas that his teacher is teaching him not just the ideas, but he sees the, 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 the method and the, the process of how his teacher created these ideas, and he's able to take even deeper a deeper ashpa from his teacher, that so much so that he's able to now become creative on his own and innovate on his own, based on the, the ashpa that he received from his student. So both of these are receiving the ashpa from their teacher. One is just a recipient and he fully understands, but the other takes that ashpa and he's able to go deeper into the ashpa and receive a stronger ashpa from his teacher to use the method of his teacher to start creating on his own. This distinction is also seen in the Mishnah in The students of Rav Yechenem ben Zakai. So the Mishnah describes Rav Yechenem ben Horkenes as a burst It's like a pit that is with plaster, covered with plaster, that you don't lose one drop. This is the highest level and the greatest extent of fully receiving the idea of your teacher and taking in every drop and absorbing every drop without leaving anything out. On the other hand, He's like a wellspring that keeps on flowing with an intensity coming out more and more ideas. He is able to add and innovate on his own. Move on, so now it's understood, that on the second level, when a teacher takes that ashpa of his, of his teacher, on a deeper level, that he's able to take that method, to be able to be mechadash on his own, there's a great advantage over the first student that's just a recipient. As the Mishnah there says, Im if all the Tamid Chacham, you'll put them on a scale, and all the Chachamim together with Rabbi Yezab and Horkinus would be with them. Rabbi Yezab and Arach would be on the other side of the scale. He would outweigh all of them. His advantage, his level, that he's able to innovate on his own, outweighs all the other Chachamim. And it's very simple to see why this is the case. 
אם היועץ שבו יסוד שאין המעט בטיפה, היא מדרגה ניילס מאוד בקבולס וקליטס החוכמה. To be able to receive from your teacher an idea and fully, fully be focused on listening and understanding and, and absorbing the idea is a very, very big talent, a very high level. Asher l'chein, Rabbi Yezeb and Horkinus, b'mayla zu, so as Rabbi Yezeb and Horkinus, as far as this ability, hu machriya, as kol chachmi Yisrael, he outweighed everybody else, koil gam Rabbi Yezeb and Arach, including Rabbi Yezeb and Arach, as we just said, that had the ability to innovate on his own, But as being a full recipient to absorb from your teacher without leaving out a drop, in that sense, Rabbi Yezeb and Horkness had an advantage. He was, was, was greater than even Rabbi Yezeb and Arach himself. But as much as the person, this, this Talmud here, in this case Rabbi Yezeb and Horkness, could receive uh, fully and not leave a drop out, but it's limited. What his teacher gives him, those are the ideas that he has, not more. Not more, and not less of what his teacher teaches him. But if you are like a wellspring that gives more and more, never-ending, taking the Ashpah from your teacher, and now being able to see deeper into this Ashpah that you've received, And to see and to take a koyach to be able to innovate on your own. So this gives you the ability on your own to innovate more and more endlessly. You see here, you, you've, you've connected on an even deeper level to the hashpah of your teacher. And therefore you're able to take the koyach to on your own become a source of a hashpah to innovate without any, without any uh, stop. Omnom, however, the Rebbe clarifies... This advantage of the student that's able to innovate on his own to the point of like a wellspring that is never ending, on his own, it's a result and it's the effect of his teacher teaching him. In other words, even this itself is not that he receives from his teacher Now he on his own is able to begin innovating with his own koyach. No, that's not what it is. What is the purpose of a real ashpah to a student? He's, he puts him on his feet to give him the independence, to give him the skill and the ability, the method to be able to innovate on his own. That's also part of the Ashpah of the teacher. That he could be creative on his own. These chidushim that the student now innovates on his own, it all is based on this method that the student saw on the teacher. So the difference between the two levels of the students here is, the first level of the student is very focused on receiving the divrei ha-seichel, but he's not able to go deeper into the source and the method and the skill that the teacher employed to create this dvar seichel. He just fully absorbs the dvar seichel, but not beyond that. Then you have another student where the ashpah is a deeper ashpah, and therefore he takes from a deeper place to see the method of the teacher in this dvar seichel, and therefore he's able to, on his own now, apply that method and be mechadish on his own and become a mayin amizgaber. So even the Mayan Amazgaber as well, when he's doing it, this itself, the source of this is also coming from the teacher. It's also the purpose of the Ashpah of the teacher, and it comes from a deeper Ashpah from the teacher. 
We could see this also from the Mishnah itself when it describes the Talmidim here of Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai. So Rabbi Yezid ben Horkinus as opposed to Rabbi Lazar ben Aroch. And it talks about the praise of Rabbi Lazar ben Aroch that was a Mayan Amazgaber. It's all part of the description of the five students. They're all described as students that Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai had. Meaning, Shegam Mailazu. This Maila of Rav Loza ben Aroch, that he was a Maina Mazgaber, wasn't his own independent thing that he achieved after he received the Ashpah of his teacher. And now he on his own came to this new Kayach to be Mechadish on his own. No, this Kayach itself, that he was able to be Mechadish on his own, he received from a, from a deeper connection in the Hashpah to his teacher of Yechonim ben Zakkai. This is a description of his Maila as a student. So therefore, even the union of Maina Mizgaber is the Maila that he had over the other Talmidim of Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai. So that's one of the main chidushim that the Rebbe here is saying in the Sikha, the two Eifanim of the Talmidim. But even the second Talmud that's being Mechadosh, Bekoyach Atzmai, this itself ultimately is part of the Hashpa, a deeper Hashpa actually, that comes from the teacher, from the source, from the uh, from Maila, from the teacher. The same thing also we could apply back over here to the bracha of Yitain, the Yatzer, the Yitain, a double bracha. So the Ashpa that comes through the bracha of Yitzchok. Besides the Ashpa itself that the Ebishter gives, there's an additional advantage here that you can affect the receiver. You put him on his feet that he could now use out this bracha to innovate and to be involved on his own from below, to be able to add, to, to have a personal involvement and add and create on your own in using out the kayach of this bracha. Not just to be a recipient of this bracha, but actually be a partner and to be able to be machadish on your own. That's the double bracha here. The hashpah of the Ebishter over here is not only a full hashpah, as giving, where you become a recipient, but it's an added a second bracha, as the Rebbe here explains. The first bracha is the Ebesh gives you fully, endless. This is complete. Like a, like a, a bird that's plastered, it is, you don't use, lose one drop, that is. <clears throat> but then, What's the second bracha? Now, giving you the ability to be able to innovate and create and use this ashpa. And the gamze is ve'yitein. The second thing is also coming mulmayla. It's a deeper ashpa. It's a, a deeper level of ashpa that gives you the ability to become independent and create and innovate on your own. That's also part of the ashpa al as a result of the ashpa al That's the double bracha, yitain v'yachzer v'yitain. So that's the general point here about the double bracha that Yitzchak gives Yaakov. Now that I was going to take this a step deeper and answer the other questions, the other unique things that we see here about this bracha. Shtei madrege seilo. These two levels, one is Bayer Suchena Mabitipa, like a Bayer that does not lose even one drop of recipient. And then Kemayanam is Gaber, one that takes a deep Rashpa and is able to be creative on his own. 
Yeshnam gam ba'avedis ha'odam, we see this in general in the Aveda of a person. Even within the Aveda of a person, so here we're talking about what a person does from below, but this itself could be divided into these two uh, different levels that we are speaking about here. The bar sutchenim ha'avetipa and the ma'ayinam isgabe. And ve'hein, ha'avedis ha'tzadikim, ve'avedis ha'bal tshuva. This is the difference between tzadikim and bali tshuva. Hatzadik hoylech bederech yishara. The tzadik goes in a straight path. Vayvet asavayi binyani teira mitzvah kvishen nitnu v'nishpul mumayla, and he follows and fulfills teira mitzvahs as it's been given to him from above. Ukeli aroy lekabel kol ashpos al yonish al yeteira mitzvahs, and therefore, as a result, he's also a vessel to receive all ashpos that come from above through fulfilling teira mitzvahs. That's the tzadik. So he's an open vessel to receiving everything from above, a full makabel. Abal Tshuva is a different thing. Abal Tshuva takes a situation where he was disconnected. He was separated from the Ashba from above. It's And he transforms that and elevates from below and transforms it into Zachias. His Aveda is by a transformation. And he transforms things in a way that it's not the way it's intended to be from above. According to the order of things, the way they established it from above, you can't elevate those things that are in the area of those things have to be completely rejected. The Kayach of Abal Tshuva is that he has a deeper Kayach to serve the Abishter from below, from a deeper place. He's able to create a transformation, not like it was established from above, and take even things that are Zdainis and elevate them and turn them into Zachias. So that's the Aved of the Bal Tshuva that creates and innovates on his own from below. However, just like we said before regarding the student that innovates on his own, that that itself is because of a deeper hashpa that he got from his teacher, the same is true here as well. Even this ability that a Balchuva has to transform on his own, this is a deeper kayach that he's doing, not the way it was established from above. He's transforming even his dainis. Ultimately, even this itself is a hashpa, is a Kayach that's given to the person from above to go deeper than the regular hashpa that comes from above and innovate and create and transform something that's not the way the Ebishter created the standard to be. This Kayach that a person can create on his own and make this transformation, even this as well is a deeper Kayach. It's not the regular Seder, the Derech HaYishara, the, the, the Seder Shtalshalus Kayach that's given from above, but it's a deeper Ashpah that's given from above that a person should be able to innovate and create on his own. Interesting in the Ara 28 that Ebbe brings a few Maramakaymas for this, that whatever a person can do, including when Chassidus discusses the concept of Pekayach Atzmai, that as well is a result of a deeper ashpa that comes from above. So in the end of Ara 28, it ever brings from Lekut Eteire, She'ein Adam Oisem Me'uma Mitzadatzmai. There's nothing that a person can do on his own. So this as well has to be from a deeper ashpa that comes from above. So going back into the Siche, Kamoishin is Boyle Ba Moshel Derav Talmud. So just as we explained before regarding the student and teacher, the Yeshisrin Ma'ele Be'pchines, Kemayinam is Gabele Gabe Pchines, Be'ar Sutchenam Abe Tipa. 
There's the advantage of the student that could create on his own, more than even the student that has the ability to absorb every drop of what his teacher is teaching him. So there's the advantage of the Aveda of Bali Tshuva more than the Tzadikim. And therefore the Gemara says, The place where the Bali Tshuva stand, even the complete Tzadikim cannot stand there. We'll move on, and we can understand why this is. The advantage of Bali Tshuva over Tzadikim is similar to the advantage that we explained before in the two levels of the students. Just like we explained regarding the student which is His advantage is that he can create on his own and he has now the endless ability getting this deeper ashpa, so he has now the method and he has an endless ability to create ideas on his own. Mashenkim barisod, which is not the case with a student that receives. He receives it fully, every drop, but it's limited. The same applies here as well. Malosam shalabali Their avoided that they create a transformation on their own below, creates a, an aveda which is bligvul, which is unlimited. As we know, the Avedis of Tzadikim, the Avedis of Tzadikim goes gradually, it goes step by step, one level after another. Abalchuve breaks all boundaries, all limitations, and he goes from one extreme to another. He goes in one moment and with tremendous force, with tremendous energy, a Balchuvah can transform himself from one extreme to another. So the idea that a Balchuvah is able to do this is because he receives a deep Rashpah from above, which empowers him to create a tra- his own transformation from below. And therefore he goes with his greater force, with his greater energy, So this is a deeper understanding of the two levels that we spoke about before, that this is not only a difference in the Ashpah that comes Mulmailah, that there's the Ashpah that comes from above, and then there is the Ashpah that Debishta gives a person the ability to do the from below. But even in the Aved of a person below, there's also a, a Chiluk here, if your Aved is sort of in line with the Ashpah from above, like a Tzaddik, Therefore, it's connected primarily to the Ashpa that comes from above in the straight path the way they should design it. And then there's the Aved of a person where he's doing things in a way where he was disconnected, he was not in that straight path from above, and he creates on his own from below a Hisoidus to reconnect and to do tshuva with a tremendous force. Now, so that continues. So going back to the two general ideas that we're talking about over here. When you have the first bracha, the first yitain, a hashpah that comes from above, and then the second bracha, where a person works from below on his own. Generally speaking, this does, this does not necessarily apply to tzadikim and bali tshuva. This could be applied to every single person, even a person that's going in a straight path, like a tzadik, so in the life of a person, every day, we can see these two elements of a person's life. There's the hashpa from above, and then the avayda that a person does from below. As the Rebbe spells out here, the uh, schedule of a person's day. A person's day begins. Simple pshat of maidani, a person thanks the Ebishter for giving him his life, 
the new ashpa for the new day. So he's thanking for the new ashpa that comes from above. Immediately a person wakes up, he goes to Davin. The Gemara says, As soon as you get out of bed, before you get busy with anything else, the first thing you Davin. The focus of the davening is to draw down from above the ashpas for the day. Since he's asking for this in the brachas, in my Nasser, that you daven and you mention Hashem's name, certainly the Eivishter fulfills your requests and the Eivishter is giving you a new ashpa for the day. So that's how the person's day begins. So how does a person's day begin? It starts with receiving, being that student that's the recipient, to receive the Ashpaz from above. This does not include an Aveda where the person is focusing on innovating and creating from below on his own. But then following the first half of the day or the first part of the day, now a person has to begin creating from below his own Aveda. Learning mitzvahs and doing mitzvahs. Here's where a person independently has to work from below and do his Aveda. So this is really the schedule of every Yid every single day. Including Sadiqim, a Yidin that go on the straight, regular path. So you have in general the two kinds of Ashpas that correspond to the Yitin, the Yachsev Yitin that the Rebbe mentioned before. However, the Rebbe says, is more in detail. In the second part of their day, where they're learning on their own and they're doing mitzvahs with their own kayach from below. He is learning, he's fulfilling what he's been commanded. Commanded is also empowering the person to follow and to be able to fulfill what he's commanded to do. This does not truly and fully express the Aveda that a person is creating from below on his own. This is only in the Aveda of Tshuva where the person was disconnected and he was not in that straight path and the straight flow of the Ashpa from above. And here the person reconnects and comes from a deeper place from below to be Mahapach's Dainas Lezachis. That's the real Aveda Bekayach Atzma that comes from below. So when we talk about Yitin V'yachsa V'yitain, and we're saying that the second bracha is that, that empowering the person to be able to work on his own from below, so ultimately and, and really it refers Dafka to the Aveda of Tshuva. That's where you really have the Aveda Bekayach Atzma from below. So Vapizei so now we can understand on a deeper level. When Yaakov says this double bracha, Yitn v'yachzev yitn, klulois, this includes, Yaakov was being benched there, not only to have all the dashpahs from above, whether in Gashmir or in Ruchnius, and including the two details that we already mentioned before. To be a recipient, to fully receive that ashpah from above. And also, and to use out, to be able to use from below everything that you're receiving. But it's actually even more than this. Because 
What's being hinted there in Yitin v'yachsaviyitin is that the Ashpa is empowering a person not only to serve the Eibishter and to receive and to be a tzaddik and to serve b'koyach atzmai as a tzaddik, which is avodas tzaddikim. That's the Yitin. That's the first one. But also avodas habalit shuva v'yachsaviyitin. The main chiddush of the yachsaviyitin is when a person serves the Eibishter as a bal shuva. That's the real expression of the of empowering a yid to be able to do something on his own from below. To do tshuva and to be mahapach zdein is lezachius on his own. That's the real chiddush over here of this bracha of yitin v'yachsav yitin. The aveda of a bal tshuva. Now the Rebbe will point out that this is not just by chance. That this this is a deeper bracha. This is the aveda of a bal tshuva that happens to be here in the bracha from Yitzchok to Yaakov. But this is actually the first time where the whole aveda of tshuva by yitin is the first opportunity where this is even possible. Very interesting how the Rebbe points out to this Indian that before this, the whole Indian of Tshuva was not relevant yet. So based on this, we could explain something else. For who? And that is, until this bracha, when Yitzchak benches Yaakov, we don't find that anyone benched with this nusach of yitn lechalakim, which, as the rabbi just explained, the chiddush, the main chiddush of this bracha here is, is the bracha for the koyach of being a balchuva, and the reason is ados lehoisa adayin hoefsharis vahoes damnus lavedes atchuva k'moishi etzel bnei yisrael. Up until this point, the aveda of tshuva, the possibility, the opportunity for the aveda of tshuva, as it exists by yidn specifically did not yet come to be, was not yet uh, possible, Bechlal. This is the first time that this Aveda of Balichuva of Yidin, is a possibility. Why? Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu, the first of Yidin, the, 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 the first one of all of Klal Yisrael. So uh, is Aveda of Tshuva Shaykh to him? No, he's a Tzadik Gomer. Those that came before Avram Avinu are not Bechlal in the category of Bnei Yisrael. Now, the Rebbe points out, so L'chayre, why do we have to wait until Yitzchak benches Yaakov? What's with Yishmol? L'chayre Yishmol, the Shaykh Tavayda of Tshuva. Fa'av shel Yishmol b'noi shel Avram avinu chaza b'tshuva. The Chazal tell us that Yishmol actually not only was Shaykh to Tshuva, but he did Tshuva, and he's the son of Avram avinu. So L'chayre, he's an individual that's already Shaykh to Klal Yisrael, and by him there was Tshuva. So the Rebbe says, no. L'chayse b'pchines ha-tshuva shel ha-isha Yisraeli. His tshuva, it does not fall in the category of tshuva of Yidin. What's the unique thing about the tshuva of Yidin? Shemuvana, the concept of the special tshuva that there is by Yidin is, who shechot, that a Yid sins, even while he sins, he's not fully disconnected. He remains a Yid. And v'hu sheshav b'tshuva. And it's the Yid, it's the koyach of the Yid that he's always connected that's doing tshuva. That's the unique nature of the tshuva of Yid. But this is not true about Yishmol. Ki all of Amru Razal, Avram Yotza Mimen Yishmol. Avram had two sons, Yitzchak and Yishmol. But regarding Yishmol, Chazal used the expression Yotza. He went out. He sort of became disconnected. She Yotza Upirish Mimen. The word Yotza here means that he separated. The Kibin Shekain, if that's the case, when he separates, so he sort of lost his identity as Yishmol, as the son of Avram. And then when he does tshuva, he has to regain, he has to come back to where he was. But he's not doing tshuva as a Yisrael, Afo Pishachot Yisrael, who? 
He's not doing tshuva that even while he sins, he retains his identity. He becomes separated and he became like a, a new person, different person separated from being the son of Avraham Avinu. And then he has to do tshuva. This is not the tshuva of a yid. So the tshuva, uh, the union of tshuva is not shaykh by Avraham Avinu and not by Yishmael. But then here, when Yitzchak is benching Yaakov, this is the first time that the possibility of tshuva is possible by his son, by Esau. Now that I clarifies, even though Chazal used the same expression regarding Esau, that he also went out and became separated from his father Yitzchak, like Yishmael. However, his going out, his separating from his father was not in the same extent as Yishmael. He's described as a Yisrael that is rebelling, but he still was a Yisrael. So his shuve is not where he lost his identity, became completely disconnected. No, even after he gets separated, but he still retains his identity as being as a Yisrael Mumar. So it's only in this time period, which is the first time where this union of tshuva, this unique tshuva of Eden, is, is, uh, comes to be. So therefore here, the, the bracha is regarding tshuva. This bracha actually, in Yitzchak's intention, was intended for Esau. When he gave this bracha, and he thought that he was giving a bracha to Esau, he actually intended to bring out this kayach of tshuva by Esav. But Yaakov, the main Aveda that characterizes Yaakov's Aveda is the Aveda of Tzadikim. So this is the first time where the Aveda of tshuva becomes a possibility, the, Yidin, the, the special tshuva of Yidin. And Yitzchak actually intended that bracha for the first Baal Tshuva of monks Yidin, which is, or at least he wanted him to become a Baal Tshuva. He didn't, but he, want, he wanted to empower him to become a Baal Tshuva, which is Esau. So it's not just a, an incidental thing that Yitin V'yachsev Yitin is speaking about Tshuva. This is actually the first time where the Tshuva is relevant and it was intended for Esau to make him a Baal Tshuva. Aval the Rebbe concludes, Be'emes gam bracha zusheyeches rakle Yaakov. But the truth is, who actually received the bracha? It was Yaakov. Even the Aveda of Tshuva, although it was Esav that had to do Tshuva and Yaakov is a tzaddik, the essence of Tshuva, the Koyach of Tshuva, this deeper connection that's expressed through the Aveda of Tshuva, ultimately Esav doesn't end up doing Tshuva, it's Yaakov the one that gets this bracha, and the Aveda of Tshuva, the unique Koyach of Tshuva, as Rebbe explained before, the deeper hashpa and the power to do Tshuva is only for Yaakov and his children, and it's also expressed in Yaakov's own life, in the Aveda of Tshuva, as Rebbe explains later in Parshas Vayetze, where Yaakov goes down to Choron, and he's in a place where this Klippa, and Yaakov is able to elevate that, similar to the concept of Tshuva. So therefore, this is a unique bracha. The Nekudah here is, the Yitim, the Yachsev, the is a unique bracha, not only the Ashpa, to go on the straight path of Tzadikim, but the Koyach of Tshuva. That's the double bracha. So now based on this, that is an introduction to the bracha. So Yitzchak sees when the Besamekdash is built, when it's destroyed, and the way it's rebuilt, 
Beis Hamikdash Bibinyani Yerishain. The Beis Hamikdash, when it's built in the time of the first Beis Hamikdash, like Kadma Achorbim, before there was any destruction. Huinyan Avodas Satzadikim. That's Yaakov seeing or Yitzchak seeing the Avodah of Tzadikim. Yasha Haylech Vacholu. Yidden building the Beis Hamikdash and going in the straight path. The Avodah of Tzadikim. That's the introduction to the first bracha Yiting. Mashenke Beis Hamikdash Bechorbanei. Yitzchak seeing the Beis Hamikdash when it's destroyed, and being rebuilt again. That represents the Yidin doing tshuva, the Aveda of tshuva of rebuilding the Beis Hamikdash. So this is the introduction to this unique bracha here of Yiteng, the Yachz of Yiteng, the double bracha elevating and giving empowering for the Aveda of tshuva. So for Yuvon, so based on this we understand, why also seeing the destruction and the rebuilding, even the destruction is part of the introduction to this bracha. This is fitting with the whole purpose of the Chiddush of what this bracha was about. Which is The bracha is not just that he saw two bote mikdash, for two brachas on two levels of tzaddikim. No, it's the chorban in between and the rebuilding that chorban. That's the balchuva, the yirideh, the transformation that a balchuva causes even when he was disconnected and he's able to innovate and create on his own from below. That's the introduction to the bracha of the v'yachzer v'yitin. Muzbegam kein, and this also answers the question we asked before, Loma nirmas beisamiktosh bechorbonei davke betevas kereyach soda. Why is the Chorban here being hinted in the language that's used here about a field? Which hints to the Pasuk that describe the Chorban as the Tzion, the Yerushalayim, will be plowed like a field. And not in any other word that would hint the actual destruction itself. And the reason is as follows. What characterizes tshuva itself? A tshuva is a person that sees and understands that the ways and the lifestyle that he's living is not right and it's negative and he becomes bitter about this and he realizes that he has to return. How bitter and how terrible it is that he's left his place, he's left his natural home to be one with the Ebishter. His heart becomes broken. He becomes bitter and regrets his actions. And he becomes awakened and aroused to drop his uh, lifestyle and to accept to be to go in the future to connect to the Abishta. That's what characterizes a Balchuva. This is talking about a Balchuva in the in the literal sense. The Rebbe adds, This is also true about the tshuva that could be possible even by tzaddikim. As it's explained in many places in Chassidus, that tshuva is not only literally for someone that has to do tshuva on Avedis, but even a tzaddik can also do tshuva to return and to go higher and higher. To return your neshama to its source higher and higher. What's the tshuva of a tzaddik? As great as his service for the Eibishter is, he's a yesh. He's an existence that he, he his, there's a certain subtle self-involvement that he feels himself in what he's doing. And in that sense, there's a certain distance that he has from the source. To a subtle degree, he understands that however great his Aveda is, but there's a certain separation here that he feels himself in his Aveda and he's not 
fully connected to his source the way he should be. So therefore, even the Aveda of this kind of level of tshuva is characterized by this to feel that he's disconnected and he has to connect on a deeper level. Meaning to say, Margish, the point here is that about Shuvah feels, his situation, his behavior, his actions, the way they are till now, and not the way it should be. And therefore, he must change. So he said, to change his existence, his, his whole makeup, the way he was till now, to transform himself, to be mevatl himself, and to become a new person, to connect on a new level. That's what characterizes the Aveda of a tzaddik, of a Baal that is. Therefore, when Yitzchak sees, it's hinted in a Sada. Because the Sada hints to the Aveda of a Baal The Sada itself, which is the destruction, but it also hints to the Aveda, to the positive, the Aveda of the Baal Sada techrash, techrash in yonay, the mar piyara, just like when you plow, you take a hard piece of land, which is like a rock, and you transform it, you soften it, and you make it fertile land to be able to plant in it. You know what it was before, and you create a new, a new existence that you're able to plant there. That's exactly what the Aveda of Tshuva is all about. So therefore, Sada here is hinting to the Aveda of Tshuva. So that's what he sees the Beis HaMikdash Bebin Yonai, the Aveda of Tzadikim. Then he sees the Beis HaMikdash Bechurbanai, which is compared to a Sada, that's the Tshuva, the Tshuva in this time period. Plowing a field. This expresses the whole Aveda, the nature of a Baal that's like plowing in a field, softening himself, being mevatl himself, connecting himself to the Ebishter. Now the Rebbe goes further and brings in a, a, a deeper point here in this subject. There's one, one more question that the Rebbe didn't answer yet, which is the Elikim, which will come at the end of the Sicha. But before that, the Rebbe now explains a deeper point over here. So we're saying that Yitzchak saw Besamikdash Bebinyanai, the Aveda of Tzadikim, which is the Aveda of Abal Tshuva, which is actually hinted in the Churbana itself. The Churban, which is hinted in the word Sada, that itself shows in the Aveda of Tshuva. But then it also says that he saw the way it's going to be that it's going to be rebuilt So based on what the Rebbe just explained here, so he already saw two things, the Aveda of Tzadikim, the Aveda of Bali Tshuva, the Aveda of Sada. So what's the third in you know, over here? Why does it say that he also saw the third base of Mikdash, that it's going to be Meshuchla Lasad Lavai? So the Rebbe explains that it's not only that that's the ultimate purpose, of course, that the Tshuva brings to the Binyan Beis Mikdash, but this also will explain us deeper what the Avedis HaTshuva is supposed to be about. What is the purpose of the whole Aveda, the attitude of a Baal that he becomes bitter about his lifestyle, or he realizes that this is not the place I want to be, I want to grow. What's the purpose? That he should actually take the proper steps and put a new lifestyle into motion and to use that energy of his tshuva, that he's feeling that remorse and, and the change that he wants to make and actually bring about that change in his Aveda. That it should actually change his dedication, his commitment, and as Avedis Hashem, to be with a greater, to be more careful, and to be with much more energy. 
If it just remains with the fact that there's a harisha, that there's a remorse and he's feeling that he has to change, but the actual nature of his Aveda remains the same, so then the tshuva, there's a disconnect from that inspiration or that uh, awakening of tshuva to actually applying it to his Aveda, to actually make a transformation in his regular Aveda. So that kavana is that it should actually bring that effect in his regular Aveda, that it should now be infused with this new energy of his tshuva. The Harayef is because it is possible, that a person is really regretting his previous behavior, and he truthfully becomes awakened with a real feeling of tshuva. But but it won't actually influence and change his Aveda that he does in Teiru Mitzvahs. And whatever he was in, involved in, so he was immersed in his, in his Masamatan and his business too much, and he wasn't paying attention to mitzvahs as much as he should be, so he didn't have the proper chayis in his mitzvahs. Instead, he puts all of his energy into his business, so it's a misplaced energy. So if a person is feeling remorse about this, and he's feeling like, I have to, I have to, re, I have to rethink my, where my focus is and where my chayis should be, and he has a truest iris about this, but then his daily schedule goes, and he goes back to his daily schedule, and his, his focus in tayra mitzvahs, versus his focus in other things, in business and other dealings, it doesn't change. His lifestyle remains the same, so then the whole point of the tshuva is not fulfilled. It's also true regarding what we said before, the tshuva applies even to a tzaddik. After there's a deep awakening that he wants to connect on a deeper level, it's possible that the actual Teiru Mitzvahs should remain the same. That deeper feeling, that deeper movement that he had in himself, to connect on a deeper level, shouldn't actually necessarily be translated into changing the nature of his entire fulfillment of Teiru Mitzvahs that he's doing. It's this deeper feeling that he had, but when he comes back to his regular daily schedule of Teiru Mitzvahs, it remains that usual Aveda of a tzaddik. But you have to integrate and bring in that energy of the tshuva that it should actually influence his daily lifestyle. That's the whole purpose of the tshuva. So therefore, when it says it, that Yitzchak sees that there was a korban and he sees the soda, which refers to the tshuva, it doesn't stop there. But that he sees how this tshuva has an effect, the effect that it has on the building of the Besamikdash that follows. This bracha includes the real purpose and the, the full complete tshuva, the effect that it should have. The positive effect of the tshuva in the regular tshuva mitzvahs that a person does every day. That it should be infused with a greater beauty and with it to be rebuilt. The Besamikdash is being rebuilt, not the same as it was before. Now it's affected through the tshuva. So the tshuva now brings about an even greater structure, an even greater structure of the scheme of Torah mitzvahs. So the Aveda of tshuva then affects the fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs and it elevates all of it on a higher level. That's how the, the, the effect of tshuva on the Torah mitzvahs of the person's life. But now the Rebbe adds 
This begins with the attitude that the person has in the tshuva itself. On the other hand, in order that a person's awakening in his tshuva should have this proper desired effect, so the tshuva itself has to be with that approach. It has to be with that focus. What should be the feeling and the remorse and the regret and the and the hisairus that a person has in tshuva? It's not just feeling that oh, it's it's not good. I'm not in the right place, and it's and it's not just that hisairus. That alone, the, the, the tshuva itself, the nature of this hisairus itself has to be forward thinking. So what am I doing? So so how am I changing? How am I going to put this into into action to actually change my life? The tshuva itself has to be infused with that purpose. What's going to be in the future? This is yet an additional hint in the fact that tshuva is hinted in a field. So before this, the Rebbe said that the field is a place where you change and there's that charisha, there's the plowing that takes place. But of course a field is something else. Kolaymar, what do we see in a field? The purpose of the tshuva is not just the plowing of the field, the softening the ground, which is hamiridez, the bitterness, and the person annulling himself. What's the main thing of a field? Which is designated for planting and for growing. To grow and to, to bring the fruits. So that's the main focus of the tshuva. The tshuva itself, the oiris of the tshuva, should not be this inspiration that's disconnected of the future of the person in his schedule that's going to follow. It should be forward thinking that I'm going to use this inspiration to actually infuse that energy in the taito mitzvah to actually to grow on a much higher level. So this is the additional varte that Rebbe adds when he get to the nature of the tshuva and how it affects the whole avayda of a person. So now the Rebbe comes back finally to answer the question of Why is the name of Lekim mentioned in this bracha and not the name of Avayah? Since, as we've explained here, the whole Avayah, primarily, or the main bracha that is, was to bench, to be able to do the Avayah of Tshuva, Akshura being Amiridis. The Veda of Tshuva is where a person has to change and the Miridus that comes along with this change. Shinya Dinvat Simpsum, so this judgment which comes from Shem Alekim, where a person has to be sort of harsh with himself and to bring about this change from below, to be created from below with a great force. So that's something that comes with the nature of Shem Alekim. Omnam, however, Einzeb Chinus Alekim Stam. This is not just the name of a lekim, but kiem ha elakim. It says vitin lecha ha elakim behei ayidia, adding a hey over here. Shuinyan ayidia vahagiloi habal achreya helnavat simsum. Hey ayidia, the hey that makes the known one refers to the revelation and the connection that follows after that avodah of tshuva. Shuinyan avodah of tshuva shabal achreya richok. It's the avodah of tshuva that comes after a person has been disconnected. Vuachanela giloi. And it's the preparation for a greater revelation that will follow. Which regarding it says, regarding this Aveda of Tshuva and these revelations, it says, that no eye has ever seen these revelations. It will be revealed. And the Pasuk there also uses the term, 
the revelation of Elikim that comes through the Aveda of Tshuva, as the Rebbe points out in Mara 59, that the Gemara Bracha says, this refers to Abal Tshuva, she is Galu, Lasad Lavai, which will be revealed, Lasad Lavai, Bibias, Mashiach, Tzitkeinah.